All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to the Jason Gregor Show. My name is Jason Strudwick. Hope you're having a nice day. Beautiful weather out there today. Odd. It is a little weird. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I think I'm ready for winter. Con, I can't believe I'm actually saying that. But I think I need some snow and some, you know, minus 50 was, what, a week? Yeah. Let's get some minus 20 in a couple of weeks and some snow. I, I, it's weird how I'm feeling these days out there. It feels like spring. I would not be opposed to a little more snow. Nothing crazy, yeah. but, you yeah. know, consistency. A couple, a couple of good dumps, I think, would be good for yeah. everybody on the ski hills. Good for the economy. Yeah, keeps yeah. everyone moving. Good for our backs to <laughs> shovel it. That's what we do. Keep the bodies and the buns tight. Um, well, let's get to the uh, Olympic. Well, coming up this hour, we still have Alan Mitchell coming at 320. Then remember at 4 o'clock, Wanya Gretz. Right now, it's time for the Olympic report brought to you by Lexi Heating and Cooling, where the rates never change. No T charges, furnace repair, and maintenance. Do it now with legacyheating.ca. And I'm really excited to have a gold medal winner in here in the studio with us today, Lorianne Munzer. Uh, thank you for joining us today. This is awesome. Yeah, I know you're here all the time with Carius and Gregor, but now you get the true professional. So just you and me. Just this you and great. I. Yeah, now we're rolling. Now we're rolling. And I think I should tell her, Connor, about I'm also a medalist. I'm the silver medalist in the Spangler Cup. Now, awesome. I did, I carried, I, I think sometimes I joke, I carry the team on my back. I think I was 80% me, right, Connor? 20% the team? Don't tell yourself. Sure, yeah. How many of those members of the Spangler Cup had multiple Memorial Cups? You fair, know? fair point. Fair point. I think maybe one guy to Stanley Cup, so it's hard to, to, to chirp that guy. Uh, but, Laurie, it's really great to have you, Lorianne. Um, so let's, you. there's a bunch of stuff to get to. The Oilers are on the heater. They've won 16 in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is odd to now have a, ma- a, a major break, midseason break here, and then to try to fire 
the old legs back up, and more importantly, the mind to get that 17th in Vegas, one of your biggest nemesis from last year's playoffs. So how would you prepare? How would you suggest the team, that individual, prepare for that kind of mental battle to get your legs going, but also mentally click back into the season? I wouldn't do anything different than what they're doing. Okay. You always, always stay the course. I mean, in my experience, you have to prepare, but you have to set the plan before the season starts. You also have to adjust as a season is going into it. If you don't, you're probably going to do the same thing and not get the results that you want. But this has already been factored into the schedule, so it's not new. It's not like, oh, mm. we've got this 10-day break. It's already been factored into it. So this is actually sometimes a better time to do a reset, come back in even more hungry and refreshed, both at the same time, and then having it in Vegas. And I, in my mind, it's a no-brainer. It's just they're already going to be hungry or they're going to be hungrier about going into it. Uh, it's obvious what you can do with your body when you have 10 days off or whatever it is, nine days off. That that rest's important. How does a, a break like this or how can it positively affect your mental makeup for the second half of the season? The break or the physicalness of not having games back to back every couple of days. Both, whatever you, whatever you, I, I, I was, I was meaning more towards just like, just not, just turning your brain off for some time. Cause it's it, every other day you're playing in hockey, you're playing every other day and it's just nice to not, have to get up, you know, every other day, or should they have kept getting up? Like how, how would you approach that, and what, what could that mean for the group? I wouldn't take my foot off the gas. I would mm-hmm. always keep going. I get up at the same time every day, regardless if it's Sunday or statutory holiday, mm-hmm. or if I am on holidays, I still get up the same. You never, ever take a mental break. If it's off-season and the season is done, then that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Then you do a complete go-on-vacation, get away, get out of Dodge, mm-hmm. And then come back to it. But here, it's still that consistently consistent. And that's, I mean, I, I want to get a T-shirt printed with that because that <laughs> is part of the preparation. Right. Because right. if you take your foot off the gas and you let up, it's, oh, man, it could be detrimental. Hmm. It can. And, and it's got to be, it's always got to be consistent. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Laurie Ann Munter join us here uh, on the Jason Grego Show. So let's talk about a different team. The LA Kings had a great start to the year. In fact, so good, their coach was rewarded with a year extension on his contract. That's now proving to be a golden parachute because he's been fired. Their team has two wins in their last, I think it's 16 games. That's a long time. Basically the opposite of what the orders have gone through. Right. Uh, it just The news just broke today, so the team went away on the break. I think a break was probably a good time for them to happen. Mm-hmm. But now they're coming back with a new, a new coach. Um, you know, how, how, if you're the new coach, uh, how would you frame that first talk, that first practice and a new start, if you will? That's a really great question. We've seen what happened with coach Chris Knobloch. It's going to be something totally different. Do they know who the, co- the coach is? Yes. Uh, Jim Heller. He was, he's kind of been around already. Okay. He's been, I think he was assistant coach already, but it, you know, it's 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 one thing to be the backup singer. It's now another to be at the front. You know, singing like you're like a doll with your heart out. Your lead, yeah. your lead duck. Yeah. And I mean, you got to set the tone. This is the leadership where how you start and how you set it. The tone is where the games are going to go. Number one, you have to get buy-in from the team. This is new. It's going to be a transition period, and you have to have a clear vision. 
because my question would be for the coach is what is your vision? If you don't have a vision, I'm going to say, L.A., we got a problem. I see what you're saying. So instead of just coming in, hey, guys, we got to play better, you come in and these are the two or three things we're going to focus on or, yep. or, or, or what have you. Well, here's the vision. Bit. I think you have to yeah. look, like I always say, is the goal never changes. The plan may. you got to be able to adjust on the fly. Yeah. If things aren't really working, then you have to do maybe a hard pivot, but you have to know where it is you're going. Like if you're saying, oh, we just want to finish this season, okay, that's great. Do you want to win the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup? I don't even know if there's a chance that that is possible. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm going, why wouldn't you want to be going for the win? Mm-hmm. Like, why not play all out? And I know that I get flack for it. It's just, well, you can't expect that all the time. It's hockey. It's not cycling. It doesn't matter. It's still sports. You know going into it, you're not a newbie. So mm-hmm. you know what the disciplines are. You know what the schedule is like. And it's just... Okay, then it becomes, as a new coach, where are your strengths? What is it that you love? Because if you can build on the passion of the players, of the athletes, you're going to bring the heart, the desire out. Yeah, of course, there's always things that we have to work on. But if you're going, oh, you're really crap at this or you're really crap Mm -hmm. at that, you're not bringing the team up. You're not bringing the players up. And it's going to be collective. It's not me. It's we. And... The coach is the leader, so you have to have a strong vision. You have to know where it is that you want to go. If it's an impossible route, all depends on how much buy-in you get. If you don't get in the buy-in, then you're sunk before you start. Hmm. There's a player on that team, Pierre-Luc Dubois, who is signed to a, traded for and signed to a massive contract, and he's underperformed. He's got, I think I, I, think I went over it earlier, it's about 45 gains, 10 goals, 10 assists. And at times, he's a player that... I feel needs to be motivated, which I don't love in a player when you have to motivate someone. Mm-hmm. But uh, he struggled under the previous coach, so you're the you're the new coach. How do you approach him? Is it is it one on one? Is it the collective again? Hey, we have to do this, hoping that he gets the message. What would be the approach for a player who is specifically underperformed and has hurt your group uh, because of it? Every player on the team is the collective we. You do things as we as a team, but you also have to do the one-on-one. Because if you do not know your athletes, if you do not know what makes them tick, what inspires them, but the motivation comes from... Motivation is outside. Inspiration is what comes inside, out. And you have to be able to tap into that. I'm hoping he knows what it is. Mm -hmm. And there's certain partnerships like coaching relationships and man a change could be really good but a change can also be like you know what this isn't working we don't have that chemistry and you know it as soon as you see it you know it as you feel it if it's not working then you as the athlete have to figure it out how to make it work the coach also has to make and figure it out as well so because it's a partnership (laughs) I love it. Lorraine Munzer joined us here, Olympic gold medalist, uh, joins Karius in the morning and, and, and Gregor here as well. Um, Lorraine, so it, the All-Star Game is an interesting time. You have all these great players all descending down on, on one community, this Toronto now, uh, and they mix and mingle. I, my personal opinion is when I played, I hated anyone who didn't wear my jersey. And I, I didn't want to become friends with them because I didn't want to... Um, 
I guess I didn't want to take it easy on him because like, oh, well, I was friends with Lorianne. You know, we went mm-hmm. cycling this summer, so I'm not going to, you know, run her over. But, and so that is, that's quite an old school mentality thinking. I, I, I appreciate and understand that. So for these players, how do they, or is there any reason to try to not keep their guard up, but do you, do you interact normally? Like what would be your approach if you were in a situation with 20 of the best cyclists in the world and you knew you're competing for a Stanley Cup the, or the cha- a gold medal three months mm-hmm. later? Yep. Oh man, this is such a great question. And you took me flashback <laughs> yeah. so many years to the very last Goodwill Games. Ted Turner put it on. Okay. And I was part of the Pan American team and it was like we were a collective of South America and North America. And what you're speaking about is exactly what that was. It was like the women that I raced against at Worlds, they were there. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because before we got on our bikes, it was just it was like a big party. It was a friendship. It was just everybody was on the infield and we were having a really great time. But then the switch got flicked as soon as you got on your bike. And it was like, sorry, um, I'm crossing the line finish. I'm crossing yeah. the finish line sure, first. I yeah. And I think for something like that, like I was thinking about that with the All-Stars is just there's so many great players together under the same roof that are playing on the same team. And it's like, okay, how good can you be and bring it out so that you guys complement each other? When you're on the ice, it's, it. sorry, it's game on. And again, you don't take your foot off the gas. It's like, sorry, um, we're not friends on the ice. Right. So, but then so, afterwards, yes, yeah. I would say yes, because you've got to have that balance. And it's like, there's a time to be serious and there's a time to play and have fun. So how do you learn that? Because I, I, I never learned it. I, I'm not going to lie. I, and I don't hold grudges now. It's not like I walking through the mall and I see a guy I used to play against. I'm going to clothesline him and, I, and I'm not that type of guy. But, yeah. you know, I, I just, is that, a, is that something that you're taught? Is it developed over time? Is it being put in experiences? How do you get that to turn it on and off? Yes, yes, and yes. So <laughs> Okay, that's it. The question's <laughs> over. We're done. <laughs> yeah. Next question. Yeah. No, it's something, I think it's partly how your environment, how you're brought up. Mm-hmm. I was like so serious on and off the bike and it would be Munzer, come on, would you lighten up? Like, let your hair down, right? And relax. (laughs) And it's like, but it was like, come on. It was like so serious all the time. And then as I started to watch and see different perspectives and I had people, a couple people take me under their wings and go, Hey, lighten up. Look, this is fun time. I'm going to introduce you to this person Mm -hmm. or we're just going to go play. And that's where. I started to see, and then I got comfortable with where I was comfortable. And I got to choose and decide when was the time to be competitive and then when was the time to just be Lorianne and play and have fun. Mm-hmm. And it's it's learned, it's environmental, it's your DNA, how you're structured, how you're wired. Because I've been off my bike for a number of years But when I had a hiatus and I came back, I wasn't even on my own bike. I was on a borrowed bike. As soon as I got on the bike, it was like the monster, right? right? (laughs) And it's just, it was just, there was a a switch that gets flicked, but you also have to know the time and the place. And there's a time to turn it on and there's a time not to turn it on. And it's knowing the difference. Was that your nickname, the monster? Yeah. It was also Munster. Oh, that's a nice, I, I get it. That's that's a good yeah. handle. I'm guessing that's one that is pretty intimidating. Like, mine was the string beam. No one was getting scared about that. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh, here comes the string beam. Or oh, there's the monster. Where the heck did you get no. string beam? So I, I I was playing junior, and there's I was 
you know, I was at that time, I was same height, but I was like 210 pounds. So the guys on the team, this guy, Shane Don't said, you, you look like a string bean. And so I guess it was better than a jelly bean. You know, it's a different, different shape. And so the guys, they, they, <laughs> then it shortened down to the beaner. And then that, that was more of my junior buddies. Okay. Then as I got older, my night, my, my name evolved a little bit. But, um, you know, it's, it, that is a, who gave you that nickname? Oh, God. Uh, like a friend or a, a competitor? Like a, a competitor gave the nickname the monster. I no. would wish I'd get that nickname. Probably Deckham. Um, yeah. My nickname, yeah. <laughs> uh, first year cycling, was Rolling Thunder. I have no idea how God. that came out. And then after I won, um, the Edmonton Journal had done like a number of, of spreads and articles. And it was there and it was like, where did they pull that one out of? Like, I hadn't heard it in years. Which but one? The Rolling Thunder. The Rolling Thunder That's one. That's a great nickname. You've yeah. got great nicknames. Well, and a gold medal. What I, else I, I can was, you do? I was can a you little. <laughs> I really want to learn. I oh, want. Yeah. I can juggle two balls. Okay. Well, yeah, that's. But or, I don't think that's considered yeah. juggling. <laughs> Three. I can yeah. get one revolution, yeah. and then it's like, Jeez, done. Marianne, but yeah. So the monster came from. Uh, we had friends down the street, the Haraloviches. Yeah. So we called them Havarti, and yeah. then they called me either mozzarella or monster or yeah. yeah. It Great was just. Uh, it was crazy because I played with the kids yeah. on the streets. Yes. Like we would play sports, and I would drive my mom yeah. bananas. I come in, I grab the tennis racket, go out, come back in, grab the baseball yeah. glove. She stopped me when I had my hockey stick and the baseball glove. Right. She goes, you can only play one sport at a time. And I said, you're right, mom, but I'm the goalie. Right, right. Because yeah. I needed the stick and the glove. You do. Yeah, you don't want to be catching. Yeah, that's it. Those, those orange balls yeah. on the quads. They hurt. Oh, they hurt. Then they get, even when they're frozen, tennis balls are not fun either. Yep. I learned that lesson many times the hard way. Yes. Well, Lauren, I've enjoyed this. The monster and rolling thunder. God, I got to rethink my nicknames. I got to get it. We got to come up with a new one. Yeah, Connor, what's yours, buddy? Do you have one? No, I never really had one. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, we, we got to work on that one. Yeah. That's yeah. like yeah. two for two that's now. The, that's <laughs> our, our goal for 2024. Get you a new nickname. And probably me as well. <laughs> but I'm not here every day. Well, Lorianne, I really appreciate your insight. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you, you on the too. trails. Definitely. Great take stuff. Care. Thank you. Lorianne Munzer in studio. That was a lot of fun. Uh, let's take a pause here. When we come back, uh, probably not as much fun, but we'll have Alan Mitchell on next. And I'm going to ask him why, or tell him why I believe that the wrong fit was the trade that was made for the orders would have been to uh, grab uh, the player that went to from Montreal to, of course, uh, the Jets. That's next here on the Jason Greger Show, uh, brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca live on Sports 1440 and Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook. Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca live on Sports 1440 and Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook. I am looking good right now in the Ewell studio. Ewell gives you more than premium quality electrical products. Are you ready to elevate your projects? Contact Ewell to discuss how they can partner with you for success. E W E L. .ca. And I am looking tight. I love that interview with Lorianne. Can you imagine how the nickname Rolling Thunder? Like, what mine would have been like, like just like drizzle, like just not like just like bad, like what do you call a light rain, like a drizzle rain? Sun shower. Yeah, yeah, right, a sun shower. Yeah, like that. Here oh, comes sun shower. Look out, here he comes, everybody. <laughs> well, your name well, is Rolling Thunder? I mean, you sell yourself yeah. short. Were you not... The night train? Well, that wasn't so much for in-competition activities. Still, it carries some, over, and it's pretty cool. There were some in-game in, in activities, but uh, <laughs> anyways, I think our next guest, I don't, does he have a nickname? I guess Low Tide is Low the nickname. <laughs> I guess we'll give him credit for that one. 
He'll take credit for it anyways. Let's welcome to the show now for the old report brought to you by Volvo Cars of Edmonton. They just won their 13th Excellence Award in overall sales and customer service. Great vehicles, better service. VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. And Low Tide, I guess that is your nickname. I'll give you credit for it. But do you have? did you ever have another nickname that was as cool as Lorianne's Monster or Rolling Thunder? No, those are both brilliant. I do, uh, I don't want to change the subject, but it's on my mind. I, I, was, I, I made notes, I was listening, and I didn't get it all. I just want to go back, if I could, one hour. Go on. Um, I want to just make sure I've got it right, because I'm going to Google it afterwards. <laughs> it was a uh, Star Trek episode with an oven mitt and six <laughs> onion rings that blew up the world. Is that what you said? Buddy, I, I don't have time to just straighten you out, but it was about a mitt with some rings on it that did end the world. And if, if you don't watch Star Trek, you don't know what I'm talking about. It's an excellent program. I watch, I've watched all the Star Trek. <laughs> I think you're lying. You're I'll lying. send it to you. I'll send you that one. I'll, I'll send it to you on, on is, Apple is, TV. It's rolling thunder there. I need her to the, roll over no, you. The monster's out. She's running okay. through the mall right now, uh, knocking people over. Um, <laughs> all right, Mr. Alan Mitchell, so-called low tide. I, I really like the idea of Sean Monahan for Oilers, but I was concerned with his foot speed. So I ask you this, two questions. A, should I have been concerned about his foot speed? And B, do you like this fit at second-line center for the Jets? Yes, and n- not completely. And uh, I, I think that the speed issue is one thing. But, and Monahan is a really talented offensive player, but he gives quite a bit back at the other end. And the Jets are... Um, a team that that they play a three two two one game and they're really good at it and they've got a great goaltender to do it with, but but I think I I with respect I think Jets went out and got the guy that they had to get it was either him or Henrik um, I I like the player I think that there are some currents some concerns and I wonder who they'll play him with I I suspect as you say it'll be on the second line I I I think you need. Um, somebody who's really uh, a two-way defensively uh, aware player to play with him because he's talented at one end, but he's, he, you know, helps offense at both ends. Yeah, he helps, he helps both teams score. And, and I, and this is what I, and I said this earlier today, and I, I believe that Shively's a pretty fast player, not McDavid, but he's pretty fast, but now Lowry and, and Monaghan aren't exactly speed demons. So I yeah. wonder how that's going to affect. They're going to have to slow down the game um, somewhat when they play. You know, let's let's just move forward to the playoffs, and I, I, you know they're going to have to have a lot of speed on their wings, which they have quite a bit. But I I, I just don't know if I like that matchup for them when they get into a matchup against some teams they'll be playing. I guess specifically Colorado. It never works. It never does. Uh, you can go back in history. Um, I, I you know. And good play. It doesn't mean they're not good players. It, it, some of them are great players. Dale Settler was not a fantastic skater, but if you had a good second line center who was fast behind him, that helps. But they, you know, they had slow guys, and in Toronto, and Shifley's great. But you, they, what they like, the owners have up the middle. They are they are so talented that it's you. You kind of forget about it. But as a position, center is so important because it's two hundred feet. The centerman might be behind the net at one end, and then at, on the same shift be behind the net at the other end because he's tracking the guy. And so, uh, Monahan, to me, by the time they hit the playoffs, there's a chance. I'm not saying it'll happen, but there's a chance he'll be playing on the wing at least some. How about the uh, asset management by Kent Hughes on that Monahan deal, picking up two first rounders? 
That's inc- yeah. for a guy that was supposed to be broken down. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I have nightmares still about Sam Pollock in Montreal, and I worry that they've got another great manager there. But the, you're right; it was and, and full bore. Like I think that they were going to flip Monaghan and retain before, but he got hurt, and now you've got a great contract, and you get a first-rounder, and you know what? It was a good deal for Winnipeg, because they get a guy, uh, they get out in front of it, they're probably in on Lindholm, so they decided to pull the trigger, but if they win the Stanley Cup this spring, nobody's going to care about a first and a third. Who cares? So, and yet, with Montreal, you worry, because now if, and they do draft well, the Canadians do draft well, and if they continue to do that and use these picks uh, in, a, in a very astute manner, then they're going to be a powerhouse before you know it. Well, and a couple of those picks they've used to get uh, Kirby Dock, who unfortunately barely played this year, and then uh, who was it, Newhook, as Alex yeah. Newhook's out of it. I mean, those are, that's two good young players you picked in, or picked up, I should say. Like they, it, I don't think they're there yet, but they're, I think they're going to get there with Kent Hughes. Yeah, and when, when they do, they're going to be hard to overcome because they're going to have multiple impact players uh, they've already drafted some, um, and I, I really like that kid Suzuki. I know he's not a kid, but I love him as a two-way. So that's the guy Winnipeg. They couldn't get him, but that's the guy Winnipeg needs. You know, it's and this is going to be Debbie Downer. I I am concerned about the size though of Coffee oh, yeah. and Suzuki. Yeah. Like I yeah. now I know um, Slavkovsky is a big guy and good-looking guy. My God, I wish I had that hair. But I'd <laughs> still be on TV. Dinner TV would still be on right now if if uh, if I had that hair. But um, they, I I worry about their size and I know it, it's sometimes tricky. You're getting a really good player, but you're like, well, well there's some pretty good players on the other teams too that are five inches taller. Yeah. I think you're, you have fine hair. It's just not in the right spots. I don't know how to fix that. <laughs> yeah, I can just cut a hole in my back and my shirt, and you can see it all. <laughs> I always feel I always feel like there should be a wind when I'm around you. Uh, you know, it's blowing it out of place and stuff. But I, I, I think for the Jets, this is a nice ad. They they uh, they have the they remind me so much of Lou Lamorello's New Jersey Devils. They don't make a move, don't make a move, and when they do, yeah. everybody's in shock because it's a it's usually an astute move addressing an area of need, you know, like Stashney, for an example. Right. And, and I, I like the move, but I think that your your criticism of speed and, and maybe uh, goal suppression defensively are going to be his issues. Talking with uh, Alan Mitchell, uh, a.k.a. Low Tide, here you can hear him every day on the uh, station, the host of the Low Down Low Tide. Um, gather around here, everybody. I'm gonna, I've returned to the same idea a number of times. I go back to this idea more often than Kevin Karras goes back to the punch bowl and nacho table when he has a party. Oh, my God. And that's a lot. So, yeah, you know what I'm getting at. I believe, you got new jokes. I haven't heard these ones. Well, I'm on fire, buddy. I'm just I'm feeling it today. I'm feeling this ready to go. So my question is this to you. I believe that Adam Henrique is the perfect guy. For the Edmonton Oilers, for a number of reasons. One, I like the way he skates. I think he, he's a Swiss Army knife, can play around uh, your lineup. I think that he uh, he's um, the price is a little bit high. That maybe, but we can figure that out with two trades. And uh, he can play center and score, get some points. I lo- I've liked this guy for a long time. What say you about Adam Henrique? Well, I, I like him for all the reasons you said. And I also like him because if you're getting Henrique, you, you you know people will say well you need a winger but Henrique allows you to move one of your centers over and having too many centers is a gift. Uh, yes. I like Henrique because if if you put him on the say the third line say he's your third line center well he's not McLeod but but he's he's a bigger man he's a veteran guy he'll be he's tough as nails he's a 
absolute load during the playoffs. And those guys, those big, heavy guys who can lean on people and win battles are really important. I think Henrique is, if he were on the Oilers roster, he would be unique enough that fans would really love him. Even though he's a centerman, I think he has high value for Edmonton. Yeah, I like him. He's very sturdy. Um, so I guess the question is, after seeing the price for Lindholm and Monaghan, where do you think the price is for Henrique? Is it south of the first round? Obviously, it's south of Lindholm. But would it be around uh, Monaghan for Henrique? The only thing I'll say is, I think it would be in the Monaghan uh, range, except that Henrique might be the last center available. And, and if let's say there's three teams vying for him, I think that it's possible because Monaghan is also gone now, and because there's like there's lots of wingers, but you know Monaghan and and Henrique were the the next man up, and I don't I, I unless you're gonna unless you can uh, you know go get say Boone Jenner, then I think Henrique is gonna maybe go for a hair more than Monaghan. Yeah, yeah, and that's if you're the owners, you wanna do you wanna give up your first rounder? I think you have to. You're gonna give it up anyway, Jason. For a rental, it's either that or for a winger. For a rental or for or do you want do you want would you give up a first rounder for a rental? Yes, really? this year I would uh, because I like all the Pistons are firing. They are Skinner's looking really good. They've got this fantastic Ekholm Bouchard pairing. I know people are down at CC, but I like CC and Nurse as a pairing. I I, I like Kulak and DeHarnay. They if they get a seventh defenseman like a Bogosian and they got Broberg on the farm, that's pretty good. So. Uh, you're, you know, I would, I would trade for, I would trade for, for Henrique. I trade for Cam Talbot. I would, I would load up and I would trade the first round pick. And I, because I think this team can win the Stanley Cup, and they're not far away. They need luck. They can have to yeah. avoid injuries. And yes, they do need Warren Fogle to play really well. But people are focused on that second line right winger. If you added Henrique, all of a sudden the third line looks strong, and Leon has has. Options. You've got Kane. You've got Fogel, but you could move up other players too. I, I, I like, I like shooting the moon. I think they should. Yeah, you're a rec- You live a reckless life. I've always said that. I do, and, and that's I how do. you'd run an AHL team. and makes me nervous. Well, I, 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 I I'm drink- I'm going to eat cottage cheese all weekend. I'm out there, baby. <laughs> I'm wild. One last one for you. Uh, what is the price tag for the next contract for Vinny Darnay? Oh, don't do this. Three times, three, three or four years times two. I'm hoping two point one, but I bet it's a little north of that. Yeah, it, this guy's played himself into some money. I, and I love oh. it. I love it. And well, he's unique. Like the, yeah, he, he has right. the. Uh, uh, I had a scout tell me that you had you needed not just like a step. You needed like two steps and a bit. To get around him, like even if yeah. he, even if you, even if he makes a bad first step, he's so long. His leg, he's like he's like two Stredwicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. He, he, I've, I've really, I've been so impressed with his development, and and I think that it's a real. This is a case study for the Oilers. I would say, what have we done right? How have we done it? What has he done right? You know, like I'd really get in there and investigate it because to have this guy fall in your lap, you draft him, you don't even sign him. Then you sign him after and, and to a minor league deal. Then he becomes this and he's, he's found gold in your, in your, in your, in your mist here. And, uh, I think I, I would, if I were, I would already start the talks with him trying to play on his, um, emotions. Say, buddy, we're going to sign you. What would you sign him to, Strutty? How long would you go? How many years? 
Well, I, I think three is at least three. And, and, and like, I'm not doing like a Scott Mayfield. Is that his name? Yeah, Scott Mayfield, like a, you know, a 10 year contract for a five, six defenseman. But I would, I would definitely go three. But I think you have to play because I've been this guy. You, you've got to give him that, that, um, buddy, you've been here. We love that you're here and, and say, we want to sign you to a longer deal and try to get that number down a little bit. And that's the business. That's what you got to do as a GM, not trying to screw him, but you got to get it down. And I, I think, it's around. I think it's around two million as well. But if that yeah. happens, his buddy on the other side, Kulak, he gone. Could could they maybe get him like a, a carpet commercial or a Skyreach commercial too? <laughs> you know what? I think he'll take anything. This guy, I would I would have him as you know endorsing my product. What I don't have much to endorse my D man <laughs> camp. I wish he would have come. They would be my one of my best what? pupils. <laughs> what about your? You get him as your defense school. I mean, you know, yeah. it's already world famous. But we get him yeah. to lie and say he went to your school. I should. I should just put a picture of him in one of my jerseys. So, so just AI. so we're clear, I know you're wrapping up, but I want to be clear. I'm googling Star Trek oven mitt onion rings end of world. Am no, I going to get this episode? It's not the onion rings. These are special rings that save the world. Please, yeah. you're embarrassing yourself. So listen, I'm telling you something now. <laughs> Jason, I love you. This was never a Star Trek episode. I don't know what the oh. hell you're talking about. Well, neither do I, buddy. That's why. I don't even know why I'm here, actually, to be honest with you. What day is it today? <laughs> okay, you're the best, Low Tide. Thanks for this uh, insight. You too, my friend. We'll talk Quit to you later. my show. I'm the confused one, you rat. I All love right, it. Bye. See you, buddy. I love that, man. Other than him being an Eagles fan, I love him. And he stumped me yesterday. I didn't even bring that up. He should have reminded me, Connor. What are you doing? Remember when he stumped me when I walked in here? That old dog. He's pretty locked in, though. He is. He is. He does game face. But, I mean, it's not like he's performing brain surgery over here. He can say hello to me, right? Don't you think? Well, yes, I, I do think that. He just big time me. Big timer. Greg, show brought to you uh, by PlayAlberta.ca. Going in all the excitement of daily odds boosts for your favorite teams all season. Whether it's on the ice, the field, or the court, it's available at PlayAlberta.ca. New players get a $50 free bet when they use the code SPORTS50. Connor, we're rolling through this like a hot knife through butter. Have you ever used that saying? You should start. It's pretty good. You know I liked your line about the uh, the chips in the punch bowl. That was pretty good. Oh, Karis will be yeah. mad about that one. He makes more trips. Or no, what did I say? I've I've plugged Adam Henrique more than Karius <laughs> makes trips to the punch bowl and and nachos and at he, a party. He even offered to come on today. Yeah, and you well, declined. We didn't, we didn't want him. We didn't listen. We don't need that guy. <laughs> and we don't need him. Walking around in shorts. He's probably running around his neighbor with no shirt on. <laughs> Let's step out here. He does that. Yeah, he does. So when yeah. we come back, it's going to be probably the high point of the show. And we still have Craig Button, Wanye, Speck, Sam Rosen. I'm going to tell you, this is where the whole, what's it called again? The Infinity Stones. This is the... The gauntlet. The gauntlet. Infinity it's, gauntlet. It's all going to come together next on Strud's On, telling you all about... Something I, I, I just have to get it off my chest. And I think it'll all make sense next on the Gregor Show. By brought to you by uh, PlayAlberta.ca live on Sports fourteen forty Notre Nation YouTube and Facebook. Three forty six in the capital state. That music means one thing. It's Friday. We're getting near the end of the work week, everybody. If your work day ends at five, you're less than three hours away from it being done. Congratulations, Connor. Let's bring it up. Let's do the ski report, my man. 
This is the Sports 1440 Ski Report. Your Ski Report for Friday, February 2nd, brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. Warm weather and rain are continuing to wreak havoc on ski resorts throughout Alberta and BC. Groomed runs likely still your best bet for skiing and snowboarding right now. Marmot received a trace amount of new snow overnight, and all lifts are open, including the new knob quad chair. Down at Sunshine Village, they've opened the south side chutes for the first time this season, but no new snow for the last few days at Sunshine, Louise, or Norquay in Banff. Temporary run closures and delayed openings at Castle Mountain, Nikiska, and throughout BC with little to no new snow and warm weather really affecting the operations throughout the entirety of Western Canada. Locally, the second leg of the Triple Down Terrain Park Series is still a go this Sunday at Snow Valley. All local hills are still in full operation, but the terrain park conditions are variable and subject to delayed openings. Lack of snow in the Edmonton area has forced organizers to cancel the racing portion of the Burke Biner, which was scheduled for Saturday, February 10th. One of the biggest cross-country events in Canada, the Berkey is a highlight of cross-country season. Organizers are still hoping to do some of the family events associated with the race on Sunday, but check the website for the most current updates on the event. That is your Snow Valley Ski Report. We need snow, man. Jason Stradwick was my name, by the way, so you can take that, write that in your diary tonight. We need snow. I just... I'm missing winter. We need winter, guys. I know we had that brush with chill. Was it minus 40 for a couple of days? Ah, puts hair in your chest. We got to find it. We got to find it. All right, Cypress Strud's on. I've been really talking about this. And I, I've, I think that someone has to go and say, I haven't seen anyone else say it. There are some people I find very attractive, males. Or just Let's just stick to the male side of the, of the gender right now. Robert Redford. Absolute stud in my my opinion. Very good looking guy. Um, the Jonas Brothers. Which one? They're all pretty good looking. I think they're all the same. But someone has to finally stand up and say the truth. And I haven't seen anyone else say it. Travis and Jason Kelsey are not good looking men. I just, I, I, I'm, they're fun. I've listened to some of their podcasts. Like they look like really fun guys. I really enjoy them. But guys, they're not good looking. Just because you have a beard doesn't make you good looking. Just like because you have hair on top of your head doesn't make you good looking. Just ask Jason Statham. Very good looking guy. Small, but there's room for all of us in this world. But Connor, I'm tired of it. I, I don't know why we don't just call it out. Yeah, the one of them is dating, uh, what's her name, uh, Taylor Swift. Very talented lady. I think she's quite attractive. I still think she's 16 because it seems like I know she's 30-something, but if I, I've, she's been around so long, I still think of her as a young a little girl instead of a, a woman. And that's not sexist. That's just in my mind. It's just like when you, I coach kids at hockey, and I'm like, I coach them when they're eight. Now they're 20. And I'm like, oh, geez, you're a man all of a sudden. But guys, tell me, am I out to lunch to say the Kelsey brothers are not attractive men? Because I don't find them attractive at all. You're, what's your quarterback's name again? Herb Street? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, yeah, quarterback of the California Chargers. He's a good-looking guy. Josh Allen, good-looking guy. Chris Carter, a very attractive man. Either Kelsey, I'm out, man. Neither one, they're, they're not good-looking. We're acting like these two guys are models. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Who's acting like they're models? Well, okay. So Jason Kelsey was on the people list of sexiest men of the year. Was that? He was? Was that a thing? Who Travis Kelsey was? No, Jason. He was on for the sexiest man on the planet? I better be on the next page. He was a finalist for People Magazine's Sexiest no Man way. on the Planet. Yeah. Are you nuts? Who would vote for the, who votes for that? I think that beauty standards have changed on the men's side. The they d- have? The dad bod must be in. Well, I'm the, not talking the, about the his beard? body. I'm just talking about the face. <laughs> I don't want to get into body talk because <laughs> those guys are so strong. They're absolute bulls. And I think they're both pretty jacked. So did you see him face. launch back into the, the suite in Buffalo? I did see that. Yeah, he's yeah. got the lower body strength. Yeah, he's a strong man. Did you see him drink a shot out of a bowling ball at the pregame party? <laughs> no. Tail, tailgate party. Has anyone ever done this? I've never, I've, in my time, I've had many shots, many shooters. I've, I, I, I was a fan of the shooters. You know, my buddy, this guy, Jamie Ram, when we were younger, Playing the minors, he'd come. He's like, "Time to sprinkle the infield," and he'd sprinkle the infield. And we have these shooters, but I can tell you, I've never drank a shooter out of a bowling ball. Who comes up with that idea? You know, my fingers have been in that thing. It's kind of gross, isn't it? Oh, it's disgusting. I do like to smell a bowling alley, though. Do you? I don't know if it's the wax they use or the cleaning products. It's kind of feet, isn't it? It kind of smells Shoes? a bit like a yoga studio sometimes. No, I mean, I don't love the smell of that. I don't like the idea of drinking out of a bowling ball, but I do think that, uh, I think for Jason Kelsey, just he's got a great personality and that, that wins a lot of people over. Do you think he's an ugly man? Which one? Jason from the Eagles. No, I don't think, I don't think he's ugly. No, I, I'm not saying, I don't think he's ugly at all, but I don't know. I just, I feel like we're all just thinking they're so good looking. I don't find them that attractive at all. Even Travis Kelsey. She, you know, Tra- uh, what's her name? I keep saying t- Travis, but Taylor Swift is a is a pretty big star. She seems really nice. I'm, I've never met her. Do I listen to her music? You better believe it. I love that song, 22. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. Shake it off. Who hasn't needed to shake something off? And she helped me through that moment. <laughs> but you're questioning her taste in men. I actually am. You're right. That's exactly what I'm doing. Thank you for expressing it verbally. I don't know. I just think that, and there's, and I know that there's more to a person than their good looks or lack thereof. But sorry, guys, I can't get into it. Can't get into it with those two.
but the bowling ball shot. If you've ever had a bowling ball shooter, send us a text at one 401 1440 I do think that Jason Kelsey, if he does decide to hang them up officially, yeah. should go tailgate to tailgate huh. and just party. And the NFL Network should document it. He can jump through a table. He can eat a fish in Seattle, do whatever else they do around the league. And just let him party, and I think it'd be great television because he is funny. Can you imagine how powerful that guy would be? I watched oh. a thirty for thirty in Reggie White, and I, I and Reggie White was an incredible athlete, incredible. And they were show, they'd show him just throwing people around. There was one where he had Chris Carter was ended up blocking him, and he, and Chris Carter tells that he he looks up and he sees Reggie White just looking at him, and then he went over and picked Reggie or uh, Chris Carter up and threw him at the feet of Warren Moon. And then Reggie tackled Warren Moon for a sack. And Chris Carter said, I should get half the points, half a sack in my career because I, <laughs> I was, I was used, I used, I think he said I was thrown like a suitcase. <laughs> I was thrown like a suitcase. Uh, and that was it. It was pretty funny. Uh, Strutty Kalo in St. Albert says, wow, Strides, that's a hot take regarding Kelsey. Why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? Because I think they're just on, everyone's just admiring these guys. And I do think they're funny, but I don't think they're good looking. And I know maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's the problem with me. Maybe I'm insecure. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't like Jason Kelsey. Oh, no, I don't mind Jason Kelsey. It's that other one. Kai says, hey, Struddy, alcohol disinfects the bowling ball. Oh, I understand that. But... If someone had their pudgy little fingers in there, jamming it around, playing, you know, playing pool or pool, playing bowling, and then I'm drinking out of that thing next, I got to at least wash that thing down, don't you think? Well, and I mean, you talk about well, like the, those pudgy little fingers, and where have those pudgy little fingers been? Well, like, yeah. Have did they wash their hands? Probably not. I doubt it. Not at the when bowling alley. I don't think there's a lot of washing of hands going out the tailgates. No. Especially in Buffalo. <laughs> and that's no that's not meant as a Buffalo. That doesn't that's not an intended shot at the Buffalonians listening right now. <laughs> hey guys, Strutty, this is from Steve. Steve from Drum Heller. That MMA guy drinks beer out of people's shoes. My buddy Noodles does that. He would pour a drink into a shoe and drink out of it. I that I I would almost puked when I saw that. That is pretty gross. I, I don't think I could be a party of that. At like weddings or just anywhere? Where do you do this? I was in a bar. Hmm. So somebody's sweaty foot was in there. I think it might have been his own. Finally, someone joins the party. Just B. Kelsey's obviously powerful, but he's definitely not jacked. I agree with you, Strats. He's not a handsome man from B. I agree. And listen, I'm not sitting here saying that I'm a model. Am I above average? Oh, yeah. Still almost 50 years old. I'm not saying that to be funny or cocky, but I know I'm above average for my age. But I think you've uttered the words, I look really good, like four <laughs> times since you posted in the last two days. Don't don't worry about what I'm saying, Connor. You worry about your own situation there. But anyways, I had to get it off my chest, and thank you for listening about my Travis Kelsey. Can you imagine, though, that life here? Just, you'd never go anywhere without being photographed. You really got to love someone to do that. That's That's a hard one. My poor wife deals with it every day. <laughs>
<laughs> Kids, take a picture of your mom and I. <laughs> Pretend you're paparazzi. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Take a break. When we come back, we have a guest coming in here who never returned my texts. Ever. So this is going to be a pretty, I think it's going to be pretty uh, angry two hours of radio. You don't want to miss it. As we go to break, we'll get a sports update brought to you by Fountain Tire. Fountain Tire is more than just tires. They offer a wide range of auto repair and services from their expert mechanics. Visit FountainTire.com to see all the mechanical services they offer.